Friday, March 3rd, 2006. This is the Radio Zoom Podcast. Another edition of Radio Zoom rolling out to you from wonderful, fabulous, beautiful Vancouver, British Columbia. Of course, as I look out the window, the clouds are starting to roll in, so it's not as beautiful as it was, but uh, I'm not going to complain too much because uh, the sun is definitely nice when it's out there, and there's still some rays of it. i got to venture out a little while later this afternoon, so hopefully the rain will stay away. My name is John, and this is the Radio Zoom podcast. Uh, RadioZoom at gmail.com is the email address if you want to send me your questions, your comments. Audio comments also at 206 222 1954. It's a U.S. phone number. And also, you can sign the Frapper map, frapper.com slash RadioZoom podcast. The number is up to 23. Always love to see more and more people signing the Frapper map. It's always great to see people uh, where, where they're listening in from, building that community. Also, show notes for today, all the links to the artists that I'll play, and anything that I mention a newsworthy, I guess, uh, audiohertz.net slash radio. Go to the website, and you can get the links, and that way you don't have to kind of remember the addresses that I tell you if you're listening to this while you're walking or running or whatever. The other good news, though, that I have for today is that I am listed on iTunes. Yay! Clapping by myself. Yeah, anyway, uh, that was. I'm not going to make too much of a big deal about it because I made a big deal about not being on there in the first place. So it's great to be listed on iTunes. You can find me there if you do a search, Radio Zoom. Um, two words, one word, doesn't matter. I'm there. You can also search for different things like Vancouver or Iowa. I'm, I'm listed, and it's a good, good day. And it's a good, good thing. Coming up today, yeah, got married. And I uh, have a brief recap because uh, the previous episode, which I apologize for, it was a little... Uh, off the cuff and very, very un, I don't know, edited, I guess. Not unedited, but uh, yeah, just not scripted at all. It was just uh, turn the mic on and off it went. But anyway, we'll just recap the wedding weekend a little bit. I'm going to do a little bit of an interview with myself, kind of. I'll explain how that's going to work. Um, this is not just me being all narcissistic. It's, uh, it's uh, somebody that wanted to do a phone interview with me, but instead what I'll do is I'll answer the questions that he sent me over a podcast. So it's kind of like a, you get to listen to the interview that he, this guy is doing. And, uh, also we'll do some email as well. All right now, I want to kick it off with something that's just gonna blow your socks off and I'm going to do it with some local H. is called Everyone Alive. Thanks for the permission, guys. Check this out. Resume. Anyone? 
And my neighbors are so lucky that I don't have any external monitors. Actually, uh, well, the management would probably be kind of upset with me, too, in our apartment building. But anyway, that was uh, Local H with the song Everyone Alive. <sighs> I feel a little better. Comes off of their album, Whatever Happened to PJ Souls. And the website, localh.com. Find out more information. They got a live album coming out soon. And for those of you who are familiar with Local H, yes, they are still around. I've seen them open up for live when they played the Five Season Center in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And, uh, man, two guys putting on one hell of a show. That's all basically what they are, in, at least in the studio. When they tour, they might throw in a little bit more people into the fray, but uh, for the most part, it's just uh, two guys cranking out that music with just drums, and then he has this like, funky, weird, engineered guitar with like a bass string, and I don't know, it's like almost like a baritone guitar. So it's, you know, in between being your normal guitar and like a bass guitar. So it's way, way cool, way, way energetic and uh, a lot of fun. Sometimes the third guy kind of pops out on stage every once in a while. At least that's what it was back, I don't know how many years ago. Was that maybe like 2001, 2002? I can't recall right now. But, uh, yeah, Ugh. that makes me feel a little bit better. This past weekend was crazy, absolutely crazy. I had... um well, to kind of go back to what I said earlier, Rebecca and I did get married over the weekend. And if you listen to the last episode, where we came back uh, after enjoying some spirits, be it uh, Okanagan, Okanagan Pale Ale and some Crown Royale, respectively to uh, Don uh, enjoying the, the Crown Royal, which is domestic here. Uh, when I first moved here, I had a, uh, I had to reprogram myself and re- relearn that uh, Jack Daniels is an import. It's not domestic here. Uh, but anyway, uh, hopefully you, if you kind of gathered a, a good generalization of what happened uh, on the, over the wedding and how the wedding went, it was really a great, great ceremony. It just uh, totally mind-boggling because as the groom, for those of you who have been married and for those of you who are going to get married, the way eventually things kind of go, I always told myself that as a groom when I got married that uh, I would try to be more involved with the planning process and, and, and things like that. But you know what? It gets to the point where your future mother-in-law just tells you to butt out because this is her daughter's wedding. And uh, that's basically what I had to do. And a lot of the things that the details, uh, I mean, I was put in charge of uh, running the sound and getting the music ready, of course, obviously, because I love music, uh, for the ceremony and different things like that. Um, yeah, it was uh, kind of just kind of show up type of deal. But uh, the the wedding, uh, the the church, the ceremony w- was outstanding. Rebecca looked outstanding in her, her dress. Uh, I'll try to post some uh, pictures in the uh, the picture gallery of, gallery of my website so that we can kind of get a little bit of a, a taste of what happened and what went on. Uh, but um, man, it was just crazy and great and and insane all at the same time. The reception was great. A big, big thanks to everyone who has wished us well, um, and a, a huge thanks, huge, huge thanks goes out to my mom and my dad and my brother, my oldest brother, because I have two brothers, but my oldest brother and his family, were the, they were the ones of my immediate family that were able to make it, and a huge, huge thanks goes out to them uh, for completely disrupting their schedules. Well, uh, my brother was actually vacationing on the East Coast and cut his vacation short because um, they were still going to do that uh, even with the, the uh, well, the lack of 
I guess you could say, a warning that we gave him. Uh, but uh, he came over from, you know, they live in the central time zone, they were in the eastern time zone, and then came all the way back to the Pacific time zone. So it was quite the trek for them, uh, going transcontinental uh, within a single day uh, to be here for the ceremony. And my parents who came out here, and we tried to do our best to kind of uh, introduce them to the city because none of them had been here before, and they all they all really liked it here. Uh, Vancouver is really a, a great city to them, and uh, I hope to see them back here soon, and I do know they want to come back. And a big thanks, too, goes out to my friends who made it, and those guys know who you are, and gals, um, my friends, and also uh, Rebecca's friends. Uh, we Her best friend from Toronto came uh, out for the wedding. Uh, my good friends from, uh, well, Muffin in Kansas, Bill in, uh, back in Iowa, uh, and then also Don of course, out in Pittsburgh making the trek. So it was just wonderful to have those people there. We hope to do something in the future that we'll do something on the state side. And uh, we're more of my family, more of my immediate family, extended family can all make it because that would just be a big, big shindig. Uh, and then also so my uh, my other brother and uh, my sister can and their little families can also attend as well. So it was really, really an amazing uh, weekend. And Rebecca's family, uh, you know, everybody around here that, that made it because uh, they were a lot closer – uh, being in the general areas around Vancouver, uh, they are just—they're great. And we couldn't have done it without their support. So it was nuts. And it, now, I, going back to the the local H song we just played, everyone's alive, everyone's well, everyone's getting back to their normal uh, scheduled lives, and uh, kind of getting out from underneath of it. As am I. And also, I want to say apologies, though, too, about that last episode that we put out, even though it was not your typical format that we normally do around here. Uh, we had fun making it. And if you could just kind of kind of get a sense of, of the, uh, the the aftermath that went on with the, the wedding, the tiredness, uh, the long nights, the late nights, um, everybody. I mean, that, that goes for me and Rebecca and also our families and, and everyone uh, even our friends, because you know when uh, Bill and Muffin and and Dave, or Bill and Muffin met Dave, where he lives uh, just outside of Seattle, they drove up with his with Dave's girlfriend, Jamie, and they came up here the day of the wedding and left the morning after really early, so that way they get through the border, get back to SeaTac, and then they uh, Bill and Muffin hopped a plane and went back to the Midwest. So crazy, crazy craziness. But hopefully you were able to kind of understand that. Um, didn't kind of get a feeling for just the insanity that went on this past weekend and not to mention the weeks before because you we we announced this weeks after you know every you know, we, we announced this just a few weeks beforehand because uh, you know we wanted to kind of keep it private and uh so that way we kind of you know keep, it's a big day for ourselves and we didn't want to announce that to the world until it got closer and uh we were ready to share that uh, more with you so anyway ah I'm getting back to normal. I'm a little hype, hopped up on coffee. Didn't go running this morning because I'm still uh, took about a week and a half off and went off, went and took a nice, nice long run yesterday. Now I'm really, really sore. Um, go ahead and play another song here for you, and I'm gonna kind of keep it a little up tempo because I'm just, I'm just kind of, yeah, I'm happy to be back here, and uh, you know, I've got this ring on my finger. Life has changed. Life is getting uh, really, really good, and. Uh, I'm just trying to share that with you with the music that I'm playing. So, going back to the guys from Kansas City who no longer exist, but they do exist as this new side project uh, with a Fallout Alan Epley. 
went and created the Life and Times, but this is what the band they used to be a part of. Shiner's the name of the band, Spinning is the name of the song, and this is Radio Zoom. mentioning something about uh that's a good thing they don't have monitors that my neighbors get upset with me you know basically monitors speakers cranking out this music as i'm playing it but uh you know it doesn't help when i'm playing like air drums and you know tapping my foot for uh you know the bass pedal whatever i wonder if the person downstairs can hear that 
I don't know. That was Shiner with the song Spinning, and that comes off of their album Starless. And as I said, uh, Shiner no longer exists. It was a Kansas City-based band, and uh, they kind of, uh, well, there was no bad blood. They just kind of decided to call it quits, and Adam Epley, or Alan Epley, I'm sorry, Alan Epley, um, lead singer of the band, has now created The Life and Times, and you can check out more about them at thelifeandtimes.com. Shiner, good friends with uh, bands like uh, Hum, and, uh, well, there's other bands out there that I can't remember the names of, but they don't exist anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Um, But uh, definitely check out The Life and Times if you think that Shiner is up your alley. Uh, A little bit more on the uh, kind of melodic, but still has that heavy kind of space rock sound to it. Definitely some good stuff to check out. I'm saying definitely a lot again, and uh, I will try to stop doing that, but... Uh, Shiner is the name of the band, and you can still find their stuff uh, for purchase. If you go to like gem.com, G-E-M-M.com, um, that's a website that, uh, man, you can get so much stuff off of there. Uh, new and used and buy, sell, trade basically with, you know, wherever, all across the world. And uh, you can still find their music if you want to get into Shiner, which I really, really recommend. Now, moving into the next segment... Hopefully I'll be able to get through this um, without being too boring to you. But Manuel, who is apparently studying in the United Kingdom, is doing some sort of report, some some uh, some sort of uh, something about podcasting. You know, he's kind of doing a study about it, and he's collecting uh, different clips and doing phone interviews with other podcasters. And he said that he's been doing some things with uh, Canadian podcasters as well. Actually, let me check out. I can bring up his. Um, emails here. I should have planned ahead a little bit about this. Yeah. Uh, He's developing a uh, a multimedia story about musical podcasters for coursework in um, City University in London. And the story focuses on how podcasts allows everyone to distribute music in a way that was only available to great networks and companies before. And uh, journalists from BBCnews.com staff are reviewing it because it should be able to suit in their website. He, uh, he's, I think, originally from Spain. He has a yahoo.es, so that's, uh, I do believe, a, a Spain uh, domain um, email address. So his, his uh, English is broken, and that kind of translate o- translates over, speaking of broken English, uh, translates over to the questions that he's writing and asking. So I will try to read them verbatim and make sense of them. Um, and basically, he wanted to do a phone interview, but with a wedding last week, and uh, it's just crazy. And I wanted to do something recorded for him, but I thought that maybe I could just go ahead and insert it into the podcast because it'd be kind of a, a, maybe good material for people that are interested to know more. If you don't, you can fast forward to the segment. Uh, but for Manuel's sake, I will do this for him. And uh, Manuel Lopez is his name, and uh, living in London. So. Looking at the list of questions, I'm going to try to make this as conversational as possible for him, for his needs, because uh, it's not going to be a phone interview, but he'll be able to take this and uh, slice it in wherever he needs it to be. So we'll just go ahead and kick off with the first question, and we'll just kind of go through it. And it's kind of an interview with myself, but it's for Manuel. First, the key question. How was the day when you said, come on, I can do it, let's try it, let's podcast? I mean, why are you podcasting? Well, for me, the day that I first started podcasting was the day that I first heard of podcasting. 
And uh, it was literally on October 9th, 2004, and uh, the, this episode is no longer archived on my site because I was using um, non-licensed uh, material, not, uh, you know, uh, RIAA material, in fact. Uh, but it was October 9th, 2004, and I read a, an article on Wired.com uh, about this thing that Adam Curry was doing, as most people tend to first be aware of podcasting, it all seems to stem from Adam Curry. But uh, when I read it, it just clicked, it made sense, and with my radio background and my geeky background in terms of website development and you know uh, HTML programming and different things like that, uh, I dove into it. I started following the links that were linked off the story, uh, found out about what RSS... I knew about RSS, but I never quite understood how it worked. But when they, I started dissecting the actual code by, by literally going into people's page sources and looking over the code and, and uh, figuring it out, I realized that I could do it that night and literally took a, a mixer and a microphone and went home and recorded my first podcast that night and even um, hard-coded, handwritten RSS the uh, feed and uh, was out there and I was publishing and uh, I was I think I, I could be tooting my own horn, horn I don't want to make it sound that way but I was one of the the first people out there doing something and initially I wanted to do something very musical related but then all of a sudden all sorts of different people started popping up with uh, this with this music and um, you know wanting to play music and things like that and so I tried to make mine a little bit different and uh, I don't know, I, there's other people that were podcasting from like uh, Holland and, and Finland and they were talking about life there, what it's like to live there. And that's when I started kind of translating the music portion being that that's what I love to do, but then also the radio portion of, of just being a personality and, and sharing things. It's a lot like audio blogging, which is basically what has kind of transpired into. So it's just a mesh of different things and that's where I kind of saw everything going. But uh, in terms of why I call it Radio Zoom... I just wanted to do something, and I needed something to call it really quick. And Radio Zoom was a uh, kind of a oh, what do you want to call it? Like a liner, or, or like a something, or like a you know something that I would in my mind, if I ever created my own radio station, that's what I wanted to call it. And then something, there's just an idea floating around in my head, and so I just ran with it, and it's been Radio Zoom ever since. So his next question is: Were you fed up with commercial musical stations? So I'm thinking uh, he means by commercial radio, <clears throat> commercial television, uh, you know, video television, whatever. I think I've always been kind of fed up with commercial, uh, you know, whatever commercial media in terms of when it comes to music-related uh, material or content. Um, when I first started, developed my love for radio back when I was, you know, oh, man, it hit me when I was about 12, but then uh, kind of kept going and I remember being in high school and being enam you know enamorated with the, the local uh, radio stations like Rock on Await and Cedar Falls which has this great big huge uh, FM signal that s seems to extend from the, the eastern north northern and southern uh, border of uh, of Iowa uh, I, I was in love with commercial radio um, but then I went to college and I discovered college radio essentially and was doing a lot of stuff with KRUI FM 89.7 FM in Iowa City, Iowa and that's when I discovered a whole plethora of music that I had never heard before and discovered that uh, commercial radio commercialism 
really stifled that ability. And so I just, I started to, uh, it was from there and went to college in 1997 and became very, well, I was in, at the University of Iowa, doing stuff with Carrie UI until uh, 2003. So that kind of tells you, um, yeah, working in college radio, I really, really developed a, a disliking, uh, a bad taste in my mouth for commercial radio and commercial music. Next question he has is, uh, I have a friend who loves music but does not like all computers, internet, and so on. Could you give any tips to convince him that starting, it, that starting listening to podcasts is not so difficult? If you don't like computers, this is going to be a little difficult, but uh, for the most part, listening to podcasts is not that hard, and you don't need an iPod. That's the biggest thing, is you don't need an iPod, you don't even need an MP3 player. All you need is a computer, essentially. If you don't like sitting around the computer, burn all this stuff to MP3. You can fit a lot of MP3s onto a CD, and if you have an MP3-capable, uh, MP3 CD-capable player, uh, that's even better for you, because you can just burn a bunch of uh, podcasts and just listen to them that way. The only problem is that you're going to be, you know, shoving out a bunch of money to keep buying uh, blank CDRs. So that's the best way I can kind of sum it up. Is there anything that people uh, who is in music can find in your podcaster? I think in your podcast that is not available in commercial radio stations. Uh, well, I think in my podcast is that you can find music that I like. Uh, and I think that my tastes are kind of out of the norm. I kind of do, you know, cover all, you know, the whole spectrum. Um, I really don't care if you're part of the RIAA. If you give me your permission to play it, um, you know, which your permission being meaning like a written email, and uh, that's basically, uh, you know, that's that's a written contract essentially. It will hold up in a court of law. Um, so. For that, that, that's what I'm, I'm looking for. Is I'm just trying to do stuff that I enjoy, stuff that also that I know for a fact that it isn't getting major, major airplay. Um, you know, and every market's different, but uh, it's it's more so of, of I I'm stuff that you know I try to shy away from stuff that has mass appeal, worldwide appeal, uh, national appeal, which is different now because I'm in Canada. National appeal here is greatly different than when national appeal is back in the United States. Um, but I think it's just mainly um, my sense of taste that you can get from this podcast. So if you like the type of things that I like, which is a very, very wide array of things, um, that's what you can you really find in my podcast. One important issue about musical cop uh, podcasting is copyright. It seems to be at least two, or there seems to be t at least two main trends. On one side, podcasters who only broadcast indie music, which has been submitted to them before, or songs unlikely to create legal problems. Excuse me. Or on the other hand, people who broadcast all kinds of material, copyrighted or not, what's the best approach in your opinion? My approach, which is not really my opinion, uh, to each their own, I want to say, uh, for everyone else. There are people I know that do anything and everything that they want to do, regardless or in disregard of uh, you know having permission, copyright, or whatever to play it or not. Uh, for me, I decided to go completely with Podsafe Music being coming from Podsafe Music Networks or coming you know with, with direct artist permission simply because it just made things more easy uh, and also too I was able to support people that I wanted to you know be in direct contact with I'm not just going to play something because everyone's playing it um, I wanted to do stuff that I enjoy stuff that I like and think that you know, other people will enjoy it as well. I love playing the music that I play. Music has always been a big thing in my in my life. Um, so, on a personal level, 
Uh, I try to go with independent music or stuff that has um, um, that's basically legit. I have permission to play, or uh, there are no legal uh, ramifications that could come from playing such things. Even if people mark things as as um, Creative Commons or you know saying automatically that hey you can play it, I go ahead and I, I seek out the permission just to kind of say hey I'm playing your stuff. Just want to let you know, independent from UK companies, released a new kind of license especially designed for podcasters. Would you be interested in purchasing one of these licenses someday? Why or why not? Of course. Yes, I'd love to do it. But I uh, just got married, don't have a lot of money, don't have a lot of cash flow, and I'm really not making any profit off of this. So, no, I wouldn't buy it because I don't have all that, uh, that, uh, uh, the, the cash to do it. But um, I think that it would be... I, I I like the idea as long as the structure actually is fair to the artists and isn't gobbled up by the companies doing this. Have you experienced any change in your day-to-day life since you are a podcaster? For instance, are you more in touch with people who like the same style of music? Yes and no, and uh, I have to admit that my, my methods of uh, contact uh, are probably not the best. Uh, I just – sometimes I get flighty. Sometimes I get forgetful. I forget – I get I get forgetful. There you go. And um, I, I try to be in contact as much as I can, um, but things just get kind of crazy, especially you know with the wedding and uh, being that I moved to Canada um, almost you know like five months ago. Uh, so it's been actually almost five months ago to the day. Uh, so yeah, it, it has changed day to day life. I'm in contact, and you know meeting people, especially, you know, uh, not having very many friends here in Vancouver. I've actually made friends through podcasting uh, and met people. So, yeah, it has changed my life. Um, Especially, you know, I just won free coffee uh, from a podcast that originates out of Olympia, Washington. So that alone, uh, that'll be, you know, coffee for uh, the next um, month or so for us. And, uh, yeah, that that changes you because, you know, it's free stuff thanks to podcasting. Your three favorite musicians, bands broadcasted in your podcast. You really expect me to answer this. That's not easy to do because uh, there's such a wide array. Um, and every time that uh, I, I email an artist or a band uh, about getting their permission, I, I get really um, surprised and amazed that I, I get a reply back. It's 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 something that I, I I get really excited about, and you can even ask Rebecca, um, my now wife, uh, that you know I'll I'll call her, I'll send her an instant message, um, I'll or she'll come home or you know whatever in the morning, and it makes me really excited. So I think anybody that gives me their direct permission has been my favorite. Be it the Eels, Shiner, uh, uh, just so many. There's just so many. I, I can't even think of them all right now. Um, and I'll be playing some more in this in this podcast that I'm actually making. Um, basically, people that have given me direct permission, and I that's I have to say is my favorite, and I love it when I get permission like that, especially from people and uh, and the music that I love to listen to. Any favorite podcasters? Uh, I wouldn't have to. I you know, I don't want to play favorites. I'm just going to name some names in no particular order, but it comes to the top of my head. Things that I actually have been listening to just this morning. Um, Father Roderick with his Daily Breakfast. Always love listening to that one. He's got great audio quality. He's always so super excited. And uh, he does some really great sound seeing stuff. Um, busy guy doing so much stuff. It's, it's really great to listen to. Dave Olson. 
I, I can't even list off all the different things that he does, um, but uh, he's he's really good at what he's doing um, in terms of just getting out there and creating content. Doesn't matter what it is, if it's local or or uh, worldwide appeal, um, it's good stuff. And I really really enjoy listening to his stuff. Uh, other things, I mean, I've just discovered a, a uh, another podcast today, Geek Life Farm podcast. Or Geek Farm Life, I can't remember what it is, but that originates out of Indiana. But I guess originally he's from they or he or somebody is originally from from Canada, uh, but they live in a farm um, in Indiana. And I listened to they only have a few episodes, and I've listened to a few of them. And uh, they talk geek. Yeah, I guess they're big Linux fans, Linux programmers or supporters or whatever. But also they live on this farm. This guy's done a sound scene tour where he's milked a cow, uh, and then they talk about life, which is just everyday life you know talking about the food that they eat and things like that i i find that fascinating also scarborough dude um dixon james podcast is what he does uh another great one even though you know people think that he might ramble too much but i really enjoy it he's just he's really fun to listen to i you know he's just it's relaxing to listen to it doesn't matter if he's ranting about something uh negative or positive um i i like listening i like tuning into it also ted reekin over at island, island podcasting Always great to listen to. He's done some really great sound. He he really is good at sound seeing because uh, he he takes you around uh, Vancouver Island or at least in the latest one where his dog uh, had cataract surgery back in Washington State. Great stuff. Um, so even you know the the stuff that I enjoy as the favorites, even though I love music, uh, I really enjoy the personalities more than I think than I enjoy the music. Um, but I'm still listening to things like Insomnia Radio, Clubside Breakfast Time, which has music, um, discovering things. Uh, Ted Reekin on Island Podcasting does, you know, has music, which I just just discovered that uh, Black Lab was on the Podsafe Music Network because of his podcast. So, uh, and I've seen Black Lab with uh, open up for Our Lady Peace in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, so that was really exciting for me, and I've got it queued up. And some point, sometime I'll be playing down the road. So you know, it doesn't have to be a specific music podcast. Um, just other podcasters that are, I guess, you know, Ted and uh, even Scarborough Dude out in, uh, in Toronto is, uh, you know, doing kind of this audio blogging thing and also playing music that they love. So that's why I, I have to say that off the top of my head, those are the people that I, I think are, you know, good things that I enjoy. I wouldn't say they're my tip top favorites because I don't want to play favorites. I don't want to play ranking. I don't want to play top five. But uh, they're definitely stuff that I enjoy. And is there anything more about podcasting that you'd like to let people discover? I would like to let people know that podcasting really is easy. It's a lot easier than you think it is. Meeting people at the Vancouver Podcaster Meetup, there's a lot of people concerned about uh, you know about doing uh, podcasts, be it the programming aspect, be it the technical aspect. Uh, be it the the uh, the hardware or the software, uh, there's a lot of concerns that people have, and I think that the biggest thing about podcasting is you just got to do it, and you just got to get out there, make your mistakes, do what you can, even if it's a horrible sounding episode. At least you know it is, and you can go back. Uh, I mean, horrible sounding in terms of the quality. You have a crappy microphone. Well, now you know you have a crappy microphone, and the great thing is that you have this community of people that are going to say, hey. This sounds like crap, but here's something that might help you. Um, of course, there's those trolls out there that will, you know, 
slam you because you know that's just what the, the type of people they are. But you just have to kind of trudge through that because there's always going to be somebody out there to help you, be it through message boards, be it through email feedback or whatever. Um, it, it's a great community out there, and once you get a part of it. You, t you you make a name for yourself, kind of, but uh, you make friends, and uh, yeah, no matter what, you take that first step, you take that leap of faith into the into the void. Uh, it's not as hard as you think it is. Manuel, I hope that that's good enough quality or quality. Well, actually, quality of audio and then also uh, material for you. That was a little long-winded, a little longer than I anticipated, so I'm going to roll right into this next song and then come back with some email feedback. So let's just do this, The Cloud Room, with the song We Sleep in the Ocean, right here on Radio Zoo. We could just leave tomorrow Never ever see any sorrow When we sleep in the ocean Far from all the commotion And we run And we hide From the slow assassination tide And we run And we fight Our skin's our only home tonight Hey, hey, Cloudroom.com is the website with the song We Sleep in the Ocean. It comes off their album, The Cloudroom, self-titled. Pretty simple, eh? Another good example of the music that I love to play for you, Artist's Permission, of course. And uh, that's also a favorite of Rebecca's, uh, The Cloudroom, in terms of a band. So I really recommend checking out more about them. If you are so inclined, do it. Do it now. Electronic mail. Okay, I know this is going to be running a little long this episode, but uh, i got a few more things I just want to hit 
And that's some feedback from listeners, because without you, this wouldn't really matter. But I didn't know you were listening. So I got this feedback right here that I'm going to fade down the music and listen to Cosmo. Greetings, John. This is Cosmo Spacely from the Clubside Breakfast Time podcast. And I uh, just wanted to mention three things to you in a short little audio comment. The first is congratulations on being our coffee contest winner for the last week of January. I hope you received your coffee okay. And I hope you won't have any trouble grinding up those fair trade organic beans that were lovingly roasted and handcrafted here in Olympia, Washington. Number two, I want to congratulate you on making such a great podcast, which I do listen to. And thanks for mentioning the Clubside Breakfast Time on your podcast. It's always good to hear the experience of someone in Canada who is, well, not Canadian, as I've been down here so often with Uncle Weed, who is not necessarily American. And uh, he's always, always fun down on our side of the border. So I'm sure it's the same for you up there. In any case, and uh, the third thing I wanted to mention is I was playing some of your shows from last week. I was really surprised to hear you play the numbskulls. I'm very excited about it. These young guys have all the driving ambition and they're going to go far places for sure. And I also noticed when I was checking around the Pod Safe Music site at uh, music.podshow.com that the numbskulls are, in fact, a Pod Safe musician that are listed there. So do them a favor and go over there and click that you played their song on your show and help get them a little bit more exposure. I'm sure they love that. In any case, once again, congrats for winning our coffee contest. Uh, Keep up the good work on your podcast and have a great day. This is Cosmo G. Spacey of the Clubside Breakfast Time podcast signing out. I love it. Thank you, Cosmo, for the, uh, the very, very kind words. Thank you very much for the coffee. It did arrive. It actually arrived a little bit uh, last week, or actually later last week. The wedding, man. I'm sorry I didn't email you and, and, and things. Um, but uh, we are going to have a little problem grinding up those those beans. We'll have to figure out some way. Maybe we can, I think Rebecca's mom has a grinder but at their house, but that's all about in Surrey. So uh, we'll see. We'll get him ground up, and uh, we'll enjoy that coffee immensely. Uh, also, um, yeah, I'm a little behind on my reporting to the uh, Podsafe Music Network. Um, once again, I'm gonna I'm, I'm I'm going to fall back on the wedding. It just got crazy, and creating the podcast that I did, but coming up in the weeks before the wedding, I was lucky to be able to have time to do that. So uh, yeah, I'll get better about that. But definitely, we'll drop a uh, uh, you know. Uh, ping or whatever on the uh, Podsafe Music Network to let them know. Uh, let's wrap this up for this episode. Audihertz.net slash radio. That's the website. You can get today's show notes. And you can sign the Frapper Map. And you can also get the link off for the Frapper Map off of the same website. Resume at gmail.com. And I really don't want to make this any more longer. So I'm going to just go right into the next and the last final song for this episode. The format, the song's called Let's Make This Moment a Crime. It comes off of their album Interventions and Lullabies. It's great. Theformat.com. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. We'll check it later. And adios. We just gotta take our time. It's like nothing really matters. So let's make this moment a crime. I know, I know you're 
Podcast to RadioZoom at gmail.com. That's RadioZoom, all one word at gmail.com. Check out the website for more. AudiHertz.net slash radio. 